Jolene Voles. Welcome to Dermcast TV. I'm here today with Dr. Dory Gilbert from Newport Beach, California, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his practice. In uh, Newport, what we do is uh, general dermatology and cosmetic dermatology. And uh, the cosmetic dermatology includes lasers and intense pulse light, Botox, fillers, you know, those kinds of things. And in the last couple of years, we've recently uh, added radiofrequency microneedling to our armamentarium of treatments for uh, skin tightening and scars and facial rejuvenation. What types of problems are best treated with radiofrequency microneedling? What we have found is that um, over the, several, the past several years, we have moved from treating acne scars which we used to treat with the CO2 fractional laser to the RF microneedling. Uh, we find that our results are as good, if not better in some circumstances, and the patients don't have uh, a week or two of downtime that they had from the uh, CO2 laser. Now the patients do have to have multiple treatments, but the treatment usually uh, only results in a, a day or two of redness, so they don't have all the, the swelling and crusting that they got with the CO2 laser. What would be the best way to incorporate the radiofrequency microneedling into someone's practice? Well, I think if you, if you already have a cosmetic practice where patients um, are expecting you to be able to treat scars, um, fine lines, and some skin tightening, uh, I think that you can add radiofrequency microneedling uh, to that armamentarium, like I mentioned earlier, because you do have very good results with skin textural changes, with um, acne scarring, and also skin tightening uh, around the neck and jawline. What type of training and certification is required? I think that anybody who uh, desires to use radiofrequency microneedling should be uh, trained by the uh, company that um, they purchased the device from. And I imagine that it usually takes uh, several days of training for people to be up and running in a responsible and safe manner. Uh, it's not just point and shoot. You, you need to uh, understand some of the subtle uh, treatments that you need to be able to perform while doing the treatment. How do you approach this modality of treatment with your patient? Well, patients will come in and they will usually bring up the issue. And the, uh, if the issue is uh, laxity in the neck or along the jawline, I can offer them different types of treatments. So I can, I can offer them thermage, which is also radiofrequency, but it's not microneedling. It's unipolar, meaning that the light is just going through the skin, through the body, and then out. Whereas with microneedling, you have needles going into the skin, and the energy is passing from needle to needle, and it's stimulating fibroblasts, which then make collagen, and that's where you get your tissue tightening. Or the patient may say, you know, I have these acne scars, you know, what do you recommend for it? So in the past, all I could recommend was this, you know, CO2 or erbium laser resurfacing. But now I think we have actually a better option with the RF microneedling. Could you walk us through a patient consult of a patient who's in for radiofrequency and microneedling? 
Sure. Uh, we can start with, let's say, an acne scarring patient. The patient comes in and says, uh, you know, I I'm, have had acne when I was younger and now I have all these scars on my face. Uh, you know, what can you do for me? Uh, in the past, I could offer them CO2 laser, but now I can offer them RF microneedling, which works just as well, if not better, but um, also um, there's not as much downtime. So I would explain to the patient that you know, you'll come in, you'll have numbing cream on your face uh, for about an hour prior to the procedure. We will treat your entire face. We'll make multiple passes. And uh, when we're done, you will wash your numbing cream off and you can put some sunscreen on and you're free to go. Now you may have some redness. You probably will have some redness that will last for a day or two. And you may even have little tiny squares on your skin. They're flat, but you can see where the device was. And that only usually lasts for 24 to 48 hours as well. Women can put makeup on immediately, so it's not a problem at all. And we just want you to reschedule another appointment in a month because you probably will need three to four treatments. How do you set real realistic expectations with your patients? That is, that is key to the success of any treatment is setting expectations. And I see every cosmetic patient in my practice, whether it's for laser hair removal, for rosacea, it doesn't matter. I'm going to talk to that patient first because Patients think the tools that we have are magic wands, and they're not. They're tools. And so they work, but they're not perfect. And I explain that to the patients, just like I'm explaining to you, that yes, you will improve, but I can't promise you that every single scar is going to disappear. Uh, you will see an overall improvement, and some of the scars will totally disappear, and some of them will just improve. But as long as you know that going into it, then I think you're going to be a very happy patient because you will get a nice cosmetic result. What characteristics of a scar lead you to do radiofrequency microneedling as opposed to any other modality of treatment? Sure. Well, there are different types of acne scarring. So there is ice pick scarring, which there's very little you can do um, mechanically for that with lasers or with microneedling. Those types of scars you have to punch out and suture together in order to get rid of them. We are typically trying to treat the rolling scars or box type type of scars that have a, a slight depression in them rather than just a 